I am uh, here with Brian O'Connor, who is the chairman of the European Connected Health Alliance. Brian, good morning and welcome. Good morning. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Connected Health as a concept and what the Connected Health ecosystem looks like. Well, Connected Health is a term that's used to try to explain how the how the delivery of healthcare, information as well as prescriptions as well as etc., can start utilising what we all do every day, which is to use our smartphones, our tablets, uh, our TV channels, uh, and to bring, if you like, healthcare into the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Can you also talk about the role that digital health plays in reforming healthcare? Yes, it can have an amazing effect in terms of both uh, better service to the citizen or the patient, Uh, because we all expect instant uh, responses these days. You know, if you go on your internet and it takes longer than half a second to give you the, the, the page you want, you get really annoyed. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, in the health service, traditionally, we've had to go and f- see people physically, go and see a doctor, go and see a nurse, go to the pharmacy, all that sort of. Mm-hmm. That's really old-fashioned. So digital health has two impacts. One, it gives better patient and citizen care, and it has the other impact of dramatically reducing costs, significantly reducing costs if you use, use the current innovations properly. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what kind of role does the ACH Alliance play plays in all of this? We really are a coordinator. We're a not-for-profit organization based in Ireland. We have well over 200-plus members throughout Europe mm-hmm. who are governments, who are industry, who are academia, who are economic agencies, because there's a huge opportunity to create jobs in this as well. Because the more effective and efficient you become in delivering healthcare, it doesn't mean you get rid of people, because the problem in most healthcare systems is the budgets are already capped. So it's very difficult for governments, not only the Greek government, let me tell you, every government in Europe is worried about the cost of healthcare because of people getting older. Mm-hmm. We're all living longer, mm-hmm. which should be good news, but for governments... It may not be such good news Mm -hmm. because we tend to spend a lot more money when we're much older or cost them a lot more money Mm -hmm. to look after. So you've got to have that combination of being able to deal with the needs of the population and you cannot do that in the traditional methods. Mm -hmm. When we talk about the concept of uh, connected health, what are some of the barriers that exist today? The first one is cultural. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doctors, clinicians uh, have been effectively gods in the industry and in the market for centuries. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the tradition has always been, I really need to go and see a doctor if mm-hmm. he will see me when it suits him or her. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we would not contemplate waiting for a week or longer to see anyone else we want to see. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, that, the first one is cultural. The, 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 the difficulty doctors have sometimes in realizing they're delivering a service Mm-hmm. whereas they seem to be dispensing a service, which is quite different mentality. The second one is, is technology. Mm-hmm. A lot of the systems within health services generally are not connected. Mm-hmm. For example, you see a doctor. It doesn't mean automatically that your record goes to the hospital. You need to go see. Mm-hmm. We've all experiences. You turn up and you're asked the same questions at every point of contact in the health service. That's nonsense. Mm-hmm. We, we, it shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to happen. But those systems themselves were bought independently, operate independently, and therefore until they're connected, you cannot have the efficiencies or the better uh, customer service. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about uh, what are some of the steps that need, are needed to be taken in order to overcome these barriers? Yes, and a lot of steps are being taken. It's not that you know everybody's saying we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. There are certain governments in the world who have taken the lead in this. And in Greece, 
and you may be surprised to hear this, in Greece, Greece is actually leading Europe in, for example, the question of prescriptions. Traditionally, you went to see the doctor, he gave you a prescription, you went to see your pharmacist and picked up the prescription. Now what happens, because everything is electronic, that doctor can simply sit at his computer, do the prescription, and say, which pharmacy do you want to collect this at? And the second part of that e-prescription service is, instead of going back to the doctor's surgery every time you needed a repeat prescription, you can just go to your pharmacy and pick it up. So those may seem, and they are quite simple things, but that's probably taken 100 years for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's now an acceleration. So Greece is actually at about 98, 99% electronic prescription. The rest of Europe, depending on the country, is at about 30%. So you should be proud of the fact that during this crisis, you have introduced something which now is the envy uh, of Europe. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful to know. Um, can you talk about some of the initiatives that ECH Alliance is participating in? Yes, one of the things we have realized, of course, is that the only way to make progress is to create a community to ensure that we have uh, industry, we have academia, we have the governments, we have the economic agencies, the venture capital people, all in the one room, mm-hmm. all in the one community, because mm-hmm. up to now they're all in silos. Mm-hmm. And what we do as the Alliance is create what we call ecosystems. We created the, the, our ecosystem here in Greece last October. Mm-hmm. We've had two meetings since. We had a f- the third meeting yesterday afternoon, and that will go on long after this conference. It's a legacy of the conference. That then connects Greece to currently 11 other countries in Europe who have these ecosystems, and that is growing, and that allows Greece to share their, oper- their good work mm-hmm. and also gives Greek companies the opportunity of exporting the knowledge they have gained in the e-prescription, electronic health record. So they have an opportunity of getting orders from abroad through doors we have already opened. Mm -hmm. And that allows you maybe to create more jobs here in Greece. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my next question. What are some of the initiatives, um, and this is probably what you just talked about, is probably one of them, that encourages European entrepreneurs to get into the connected health space? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, it's a huge market. Mm-hmm. If you actually think about it, we have 500 million people in Europe. Mm-hmm. Okay? All of us need either wellness, prevention, mm-hmm. or we're going to need health care when we're sick. So think of that as a market, first of all. It's bigger than America mm-hmm. in terms of population. When you look at the systems, most, most countries have governments who pay for most of the health care. Uh, those governments have really, gen- generally speaking, have very little money. Therefore, they rely on entrepreneurs to come up with innovations. And I'll give you one example of an innovation. When people have chronic diseases like diabetes or congestive heart failure, and the elderly, probably 20%, have got at least one of those diseases, those diseases, uh, end, you, you end up in hospital sometimes four times a year with an attack if your fluid in your lungs builds up and so on. That costs the government for example, in the UK, about uh, €15,000 a year mm-hmm. to look after one person. If they instead put a monitor, looks like an alarm clock, in your home, and you take your blood pressure and your blood sugar levels, etc., every day, you can intervene and say, you have not taken your blue pill today, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. As a result of that, the attendance at hospitals dropped by 50%, 50%. That system costs about €500 Euros a year to give to that person. Mm -hmm. So you can immediately see the business case. It is entrepreneurs who dreamt up the system in the first place. Mm -hmm. But all they were doing was using modern communications Mm -hmm. and common sense. 
and that has allowed uh, governments to look after more old people mm-hmm. in their own homes and keep them there because mm-hmm. who, who, who wakes up in the morning and says wow Let I'm going go to hospital to today you know <laughs> um, so I think in that sense that there are real examples mm-hmm. and you in Greece I was looking around the exhibition area mm-hmm. you have a number of really entrepreneurial innovative companies here mm-hmm. in Greece who are beginning to sell to the rest of Europe and we as the European Connected Health Alliance try to introduce them and save them time mm-hmm. by going through mm-hmm. the open door. Mm-hmm. Well, it's clear from um, every, every, with, from everyone that we talked to in the last uh, days that we're moving towards um, patient-centric care. Um, but that also brings some uh, questions about data privacy and safety. What is your, then there's a lot of talk about the green paper on mobile health. Yes. What is your perspective on that? Well, first of all, it's, it's the statement of the obvious that we should all be using mobile technology. Mm-hmm. Because we all use mobile technology in every other field. I don't know about you, but I have not been inside a bank for, I don't know, 10 years. Uh, if I do go near a bank, I go to the ATM. I don't walk into a bank branch anymore, um, unless I owe the bank manager a lot of money, and then I really don't want to go in. Um, <laughs> but I then, uh, when I book my travel, I book it online. Mm-hmm. I don't go to a travel agent. Mm-hmm. So why can we not apply those same norms to the health industry. Mm-hmm. And that is what the Green Paper is about. It's saying you have a computer in your hand. You can do marvellous things with it. Why can't you receive, for example, wellness advice? It's not only about sickness. We've got to start preventing people from getting sick in the first place. So privacy is a big issue. But it's a big issue when you come to banking. I do all my banking online. Mm-hmm. I pay a lot of bills. I have an Amazon account. So I, I sort of assume that all these things are going to happen. And I'm prepared to take the risk with some of my information mm-hmm. in order to get convenience. When you ask consumers, do they have a real worry about privacy? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Would that stop you receiving information or doing a Skype call with your doctor? No. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're more interested in getting better and good advice than they are worried about the privacy. A lot of the privacy is put forward as an excuse, as an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Mobile technology is going to break that down. And the green paper, I hope, will get the commission to push that out to the consumer. The consumers, in the end, will win. Mm-hmm. The one everywhere else. Mm-hmm. That's us, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the doctors. Wonderful. Um, what is an example of the most innovative solution or product you have uh, come across? There was a very interesting one, which is, uh, as you know these days, when people have uh, problems with their heart, we all have implantable um, you know, devices, pacemakers and so on. Uh, less than 10 years ago, if you had a pacemaker, you had to go back once or twice in that period and have it removed and replaced. So I had to cut you open again, take it out, put it back in. That doesn't happen anymore. They literally remotely can test your pacemaker as long as you've got Wi-Fi. They can adjust the pace of it, the speed of it, from wherever in the world. Amazing. And therefore it saves you all those hospitals. The other one which I think is fascinating is a little piece which was created in my home country of Northern Ireland, which is a, used to be very large but is now tiny. And it's now put inside a sticking plaster. So say you have an angioplasty or a, or a triple bypass. You come out of hospital, you put the sticking plaster on, you can have a shower, you can go jogging, you do whatever you want. This, this takes all the readings. And if you're about to have a heart attack, it knows before you know that you're about to have a heart attack. Amazing. And inside it is built a defibrillator. So there's a one-shot defibrillator. So as you fall to the ground... Mm-hmm. The signal goes out through your Bluetooth to your mobile to the cardiac ambulance, so it's on its way because you obviously can't speak to them. 
it hits you once with a defibrillator to keep you alive until the ambulance arrives. Mm-hmm. That is not that is not gonna 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 happen. Mm-hmm. That's already in use yeah. with tens of thousands of people in America. That's amazing. But also on the other hand, this is probably one uh, example where you don't want technology to fail. Can you imagine jogging and <laughs> then you're getting like? <laughs> well, the good thing is it can actually send you a signal that mm-hmm. you're overexerting yourself. Mm-hmm. It can actually say, "Look, come on, you've just had a triple bypass. What the hell are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And I think it's the combination of those entrepreneurial innovative ideas married together with the global reach of communications, mm-hmm. which will actually deliver healthcare where when we want it, where we want it, how we want it, instead of saying, this is the way it works. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're moving healthcare very slowly mm-hmm. into the area that most industries have been in for 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Any closing comments on what the future of healthcare will look like? Yes, I think we'll end up with a lot more wearable devices. As you probably know, mm-hmm. there are more and more um, clothing manufacturers making uh, clothing with uh, sensors built into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, which I think is wonderful, I've seen it in practice, is that oh, they made an advance when you take the cap off your pillbox, they know you've opened it, but they still don't know if you've taken the pill. Now what happens is, when you take the pill, there is a sensor inside the, the pill, mm-hmm. and they know that you've swallowed it, It, is, it can be directed by Wi-Fi from a distance directly to the organ that needs that particular drug to be dropped upon it. And this is not, this is not you know, it's going to happen in the 22nd century. This is already in place. So we now know if you have taken the, the pills. We now know that, uh, therefore, you know, why are you still having these uh, arrhythmias and so on? So these things are of today. Mm-hmm. And the key is to connect it to the existing technology that we all take for granted. Mm-hmm. When that happens, we have a much healthier life and a more enjoyable way of mm-hmm. dealing with wellness and health. Mm-hmm. So lots of exciting things mm-hmm. in development right now. Uh, folks, that was Brian O'Connor, chairman of the European Connected Health Alliance. Brian, thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure.